0: We're all in business for a reason. The problem that so many small business owners have is that they go in 10 million different directions, not really sure which way to go. Listen as your team of experts, Jennifer Glass, Daniel McCrane, and Patricia Rezzatillo, go through what you need in your business to really make it stand out and benefit you, because it's it's the the bottom bottom line that matters. matters.
1: welcome to another episode of It's the Bottom Line That Matters podcast, where we are dedicated to your success. On today's topic, we're going to be covering burnout. Everybody's favorite feeling, being burnt out. Really? You don't feel the same? (laughs) I didn't think you did. Burnout affects a lot of people in different ways. It also happens because of different reasons. On today's show, we're going to try and dive into burnout, see what we can do in terms of how do we manage to navigate around the process, and where do we go from here if you're experiencing burnout, and how can you start getting feeling that you're not as burnt out as you were before. So, Daniel, Patricia, as I bring you guys in on the program. I'm just going to put you guys on the spot here. Have you ever felt that you are dealing with burnout in your own um, position? And well, let's start from there.
2: (laughs) Absolutely. Um, I was putting together a virtual summit all on my own. I don't recommend it. Have help. And I was working 10 hour days or longer. I was having to be creative. I was having to manage people. I was having to do technical stuff. And I found that taking even a five minute break could be helpful, beneficial to coming back and being able to see something with slightly fresh eyes. After this event was done, I took almost a week off. <laughs> I was pretty toasted. I'd been doing this, you know, I mean, 10 to 12 hour days virtually every day for like two months. And it was just, I had to take the time off. I was a wreck.
0: <laughs> wow. So for me, uh, yes, I have experienced burnout before. So, uh, Some of you may know if you've listened to this podcast for a while. I used to be a music teacher. I taught band in the school system for quite a while. My last year of teaching, I finally set an alarm on my watch to go home at 4.30 every day, whether I was done or not. And when I did that, I actually got my work week down to 60 hours a week. Before that, I was working probably 70 or 80 hours a week. Now as a band director, <clears throat> that's easy to do. I show up for rehearsals before school, I teach during school, I've got uh, group rehearsals after school, I've got all the paperwork that needs to take place with all of the uh, contests and there are those special events that we go to. And then I might go from there to uh, marching band practice in the evening or the football game or the uh, basketball pep band in the evening. So. It was not unusual for me to be working several hours a day or several hours a week like that. So, yeah, finally, uh, my last year of teaching, my son was born, and I said, okay, enough's enough. And I actually set an alarm on my watch and decided if it can't get done before 4.30 in the afternoon, then maybe it wasn't important, and um, (laughs) I'll just come in and I'll work on it tomorrow. (laughs) (laughs) So, yes, uh, our hearts go out to all those teachers out there who work those kind of hours during the school system, during the school year.
2: And then you have people no. like nurses and people in the health industry that are, you know, and especially when COVID is bad, I say when is, because it doesn't look like it's going to be actually leaving for any time soon, you know, and they're, I mean, it, it's a stressful situation anyway, and then they're trying to deal with patients and, and with the patient's family and with, um, you know, administration. I, I can only imagine the stress that they're under.
1: It's definitely a challenge to many teachers, but let me ask you, when we do start experiencing burnout, I mean, it comes in many different ways. I mean, Daniel mentioned that at 4.30, I think you said you set your alarm and you left the school. But that was how you were dealing with the feeling of burnout. What was it that you originally made you start questioning? Am I feeling like I'm dealing with burnout? Did you have the words for it? Or was that something that was just, Something is
0: off. Yeah, so for me, it was just that feeling of always being tired is what it was. And I didn't realize until later when I ran into uh, one of my early teaching mentors and mentioned to him that I left teaching. I'm not a teacher anymore, and this is what was happening to me. And he said, I warned you about that if you remember (laughs) way back (laughs) earlier. And I had to hang my head and go, yeah, I think you did. (laughs) But it was just that feeling of constant tiredness and not feeling like I was making any progress. Uh, So if, if business owners are listening to that and you're wondering, you know, why am I feeling this way? Maybe you're experiencing a little bit of burnout right now. I would say those were the early warning signs for me.
1: I would just caution though, if anyone had COVID before, the fatigue, is it fatigue because you're feeling burnt out? Is it fatigue because of COVID? Um, Anything that's unusual, certainly talk to your doctor about. We're just going to throw that out there as a disclaimer, but more important though, take care of yourself no matter what you're doing. Um, Talk with your doctor because they may be able to help you with whatever else you may need to do. Patricia, let me go back with you, though. And when you were dealing with the summit and you realized as soon as it was over and you needed to take the week off because you were dealing with just, like you said, you were toasted after uh, two months of uh, 10-hour days. What were you feeling at that time? Did you realize you were dealing with burnout?
2: Oh, yeah. I knew. And it probably had been more like three months. of, You know, increasing days. Increasing hours on, on the days. Um, yeah, I knew I was. And I had people who actually said, you are going to take the next, you know, week off and do nothing but sit on the couch. <laughs> Which, if anybody you knew me at all, it, yeah, I can do it for maybe a day. And then I start getting bored. And then I start getting creative. And I come up with some other kind of little side thing to do. And pretty soon the side thing has kind of supplanted what I thought I was doing. Originally. <laughs> um, other symptoms that I know I've had, when I start getting too many appointments on my calendar, and, you know, too many evenings that are off doing something. Um, I get jittery and jumpy and trying to find things that I can wedge into, you know, this half hour or that half hour, I, I need to be doing something. What am, what, what am I missing? I, there, there's got to be something that I'm not doing that I should be doing. And, and that's when I realize that it's time to, you know, clear some of the calendar, <laughs> outsource something, something. So I take some of this off of my plate.
1: So I will share that from my perspective, and I think I shared with you guys in the past about this, my nutritionists always call me the Energizer Bunny because I'm always on the go. And if you look at my calendar and all of the commitments that I have between my clients, between the organizations that I work with, all the volunteer causes that I'm part of, it seems like I'm always from one thing to another, to another, to another, and eventually your batteries die and you have to replace them. Mm-hmm. And there's those times where I realize I need to sometimes just dial back the throttle a little bit. So if I start going to 110%, I dial it back to 80, 90% just so that way I'm not going full force, uh, straight ahead. Um, It's definitely important that you realize what you're doing. But here's the other thing also, and Patricia, this kind of goes to what you were saying with your calendaring um, aspect. And this is one of the ways that you can start to minimize some of the impacts of burnout, and that is if you keep a watch on your calendar and you know also what you're putting in the calendar and having the power to say no. No one of the biggest problems that many people have, and I think that women have a harder time at this than men do. Mm -hmm. And Daniel, I'm going to ask you as a token man here again, (laughs) um, whether or not this is the case, but women have a harder time saying no. Um, Very often because we are, since we're kids, It's all about giving and caring, and it's the maternal um, instincts. So it's always, let's do, let's give. Even if it's at our own detriment, we're going to be saying yes to something. And so when it comes down to looking at your calendar, though, it becomes even more important to say, no, but Daniel, are we wrong on this in terms of Men, women.
0: Generally speaking, I think I would agree with you. However, I do have a really good friend, Mike, who cannot say no, and everybody knows it. And so, if you want something done, just ask Mike to do it, because Mike can't say no.
2: He can't say no, but give it to Mikey. He'll say
0: he'll eat it. Mike is on more boards, volunteer boards, volunteer committees uh, than anybody I know.
2: He does he get the stuff done
0: <laughs> is the question. Yeah. He's an amazing guy. Uh, somehow he does manage to get it all done. Uh, but if you ask him, he will say the same thing. He would say, you know, I should say more. I should say no more often, but he doesn't. <laughs> but you know what they say?
1: You want something done, give it to a busy person. Yeah. Right. So that's why Mike is in that position to get it all done. But when it comes down, though, to looking at your calendar and having the ability to say no when things really are not there for you. And as a business owner, very often one of the hardest things that we do is saying no to clients, saying no to projects, because we know it's important to generate that revenue. We've got people that we have to pay. Whether it's just our own personal bills, if we're self-employed and we have to pay our rent or mortgage or food or car, gas and everything, or if we have a team of people who are expecting a paycheck every two weeks, we need to pay them. But sometimes, though, taking on a job is not the right opportunity when it's not the right fit for the business. And that is a contributing factor to burnout also, is when you're taking too many clients or too many projects that do not fit in with your normal kind of this is really where I want to be focused simply to get a paycheck and so that's going to be one of the things you really want to be thinking about as you start seeing well am I really in a position to say yes or do I have to say no Sorry, Patricia. You look like you were gonna start saying something
2: there. Well, I I picked up a book by the name of Business Brilliant by Lewis Schiff a few years ago, and one of the things that he explored in there was why women don't get paid as much, and a large part of that, and and this this plays into um, the question that we're asking. You know, why do women try to do too much. And it has it comes down to how we've been raised. We're taught to stuff our feelings, make room for the guys. Say yes to everybody and everybody's demands. Because we're women. And I don't know, maybe women aren't still seen as as valuable as men are, even as children. So that means that, that gives us a challenge when we grow up and we're trying to be in, in, in business or, you know, in a professional type of career, whatever. We have to learn how to ask more often. We have to learn how to ask for more each time. Um, we have to set boundaries. Because society doesn't want us to have boundaries. Because we're women and we're supposed to do whatever a guy wants, I guess. <laughs> um, so those are, those are things that women are challenged with. Try not to, we have to consciously make those boundaries and consciously say, it's okay for me to say no.
1: And that's really an important skill. I mean, just being in that position to say no. A lot of times we're taught skills or the computer skills and the tech skills, but remember, soft skills are just as important in terms of what you need. And no happens to be a really important soft skill, mm-hmm. and it can help you avoid or deal with feelings of being burnt out when you're dealing with uh, feeling this way. Daniel, let me ask you, when you're... Talking with people who are looking at possibly leaving their business, how often is they're simply burnt out a contributing factor to them wanting to ultimately leave their business?
0: It definitely plays into that mindset of why they might want to leave. And of course, you can imagine there would be several reasons why someone is ready to sell and, and leave their business. It could be just... Because they're ready to retire, it could be due to health issues uh, and numerous reasons. Burnout definitely is one of those reasons that someone thinks about leaving their business. Yeah, for sure. So that's something that we talk about then that uh, a lot of times I'll come in and I'll, I'll sit down with them and talk about getting their business ready for sale and making sure that everything is all taken care of, that they've got the systems in place they need, their books are all cleaned up, a lot of times what will happen then is suddenly they start to get some zeal back for the business again Yeah, <laughs> because now they are starting to make some traction and we've simplified things by automating or systematizing or delegating everything that we've talked about in other podcast episodes and suddenly they start to get energized and excited about their business again. They fall in love with it all over again.
1: Mm-hmm. And it's really an interesting idea. It's always, um, you know, if you think about when you're getting ready to go on vacation, when is all the work coming in when you're getting ready to leave? Right. I mean, as soon as you put it out there, I've got a trip planned in three weeks. Guess what? In about a week and a half, you're going to get a million different projects coming in and they're all going to want to be done before, you know, before or during your vacation time. Um, one friend in particular constantly remarks every time he says he's just taking off for three, four days, he gets a million different project requests. (laughs) And it's really funny when you think about that. Um, And it's so true here as you're looking at finally getting out of the business, all of a sudden you get reinvigorated that, oh my God, I'm finally getting traction. I'm getting growth. I'm seeing all of this new opportunity that, wasn't there before. And it's really important just to think back why you're doing it and what the value is going to be ultimately when you do um, move forward with the sale or transfer of ownership. Let me ask you guys another question now. Does burnout as a business owner, does it make a difference if you're self-employed or if you have people on your team, do you think that makes a
0: difference? I, I'll i agree that it does, but in different ways, or I, I guess I could agree that it doesn't, <laughs> but in different ways. I don't know. How. I'm the,
1: really on the fence there, Daniel.
0: <laughs> I know. We could go either way, right? So if for the self-employed business owner, when they begin to feel burned out, then they start to slow down their productivity. So they fall down on fulfillment of working with their customers or their clients. They fall down on prospecting and bringing in new revenue. They may end up start cranking at the customers a little bit and start losing a few of them. So they've got those issues. If you have employees and you're starting to feel a little burned out, then those employees are gonna start to feel that attitude coming from you. So we start to get into those leadership issues there. Uh, Again, you may start cranking at your employees a little bit. You may not show up for things when you're supposed to. You may not take meetings the way you're supposed to. Your sales effectiveness begins to drop off as you're talking with new prospects, so on and so forth. It can have some ripple effects in slightly different ways for the self-employed or for a business with some employees.
1: Patricia, do you feel the same?
2: I've only, I've been self-employed and I've been employed. I've not had employees, but from my observation, I'd, i yeah, I'd absolutely have to agree with Daniel. They just, they start blowing stuff off. They, their, their attitude slides and they're snapping at employees and clients or customers. And people are like, yeah, I don't think so. <laughs> I've got a choice in this. Yeah. So now that we understand
1: burnout, we understand some of the symptoms and we have covered some of the ways around it. What are some of the other really major things though that can really make sense for us to look at as it relates to dealing with burnout. And I mean, one thing that I will throw out if you do have a staff is having regular professional development time to work with your team and bringing in mental health therapists um, in terms of helping your team deal with issues having them work with your team separately possibly in terms of, well, what do you need to be dealing with? What do you need to be looking at? What do you need to, how are you going to grow? I mean, those are all aspects that can help when you're in a team environment, deal with burnout. Uh, What else have you been feeling, though, or seeing as, you've been dealing with people in burnout.
0: Well, Jennifer, I'll throw in there too. You talk about that personal development and you mentioned some mental assistance, which is fantastic. We need to be talking about that more and more in our society today. I think we could also add training, continuing education, going out for just some team outings just for fun. Those could be some other things too that can help get rid of some of that burnout feeling. When we feel like our skills are growing through training or continuing education, that makes us more excited and energetic. We want to apply those skills back on the job. So that's another way to cut down on that feeling of burnout. It can help us feel more productive when we get the right kind of training to do our jobs better. So that's another thing I've seen work really, really well.
2: And I'm going to say take time off. If you're getting burned out, you need to take the time off. Um, not that I've seen this directly in person, um, but I've read, you know, first person accounts of people who, in both cases, they were business consultants, but they worked themselves so hard that they actually landed in the hospital and didn't know if they were gonna live or die for a while. <laughs> we don't want to take it that far.
1: We definitely don't want to be taking it that far. Here's another really big one, though, and that is if you're not already in the habit of having a gratitude journal, start doing it. When you have things that you're actually writing down every day, just three things that you're thankful for, and it's okay if the exact same things you said yesterday, the day before, and the last 25 days before that are the exact same thing. (laughs) The issue is though, is that when you're in a position of gratitude, the brain from a biological perspective cannot be in a position of negativity. And so feelings of burnout is a negative emotion that the brain is dealing with. If you're feeling positive because you're grateful, you can't be feeling burnt out. So you really want to Start looking at what can you do that is going to be making that difference, including that gratitude journal. Go out. Patricia was saying, step away. Take a break from doing whatever you do. Even if it's literally going outside, right now when we're recording this, most of the country is in springtime weather. Go out. Enjoy the weather. Enjoy nature. Even if you just take an afternoon and you go to the park and you take a walk around the park or you go biking, you get together with a friend and you go walking in the park. Whatever it is that you're doing is really going to help you ultimately stop having those feelings of being burnt out. But the other thing that you do have to ultimately look at what was the root cause of feeling burnt out? Is it, like we said before, you're taking too much on and you simply can't do it anymore? Is it that you were dealing with too many outside environmental uh, issues that you can't take? What is it that was actually making you feel burnt out in the first place? Sometimes, as they say, step out of your own four walls and things are going to change. Many times, business owners, we walk around just like the horses going through Central Park do with blinders on. We only see what's ahead of us. We can't see what's on the side of us. The more that we can turn around and we can say this is exactly where we're trying to go, this is what we're trying to do, and we can have a full 360-degree angle picture of what we're trying to get at, we're going to be in a better position. So as we look at Wrapping up our conversation, last words. Patricia?
2: You have to carve out time. You know, even if it's just a five minute walk around the block, go do it. And um, Dan Sullivan of Strategic Coach advises his clients to actually take 48 hours off, you know, continuous block if it's at all possible because then you can actually recharge and then you can have that vision and creativity that you need in order to do the things that you need to do. Mm. That was, that was, that was a huge challenge for me.
1: (laughs) Oh, absolutely.
0: I will echo what Patricia said and I will add that It's important to have some kind of a hobby. A lot of times I think we uh, get drawn into a career because we enjoyed something as a hobby when we were younger, and then that becomes our career. It's no longer our hobby. So that becomes a source of frustration and burnout sometimes. Uh, That happened to me when I was teaching. Uh, Music was my hobby. I turned it into my career. I got a little burned out. Now it's a hobby again. I enjoy it again. And it's something I can do separately and away from my career. And another thing I like to do is I like to engage in just what I would refer to as mindless activities. Going out and mowing the lawn. I don't have to think about it. Yeah. It's a break from what I'm doing sitting at my desk.
2: And, and, Do you want and, to come and do it's, mine? It's, it's productive. <clears throat> you can turn around and look behind you and see that, you know, I was here. Yes. I did this. Yeah. Can you tell I like more in my
0: <laughs>
1: Feel free to come on down and do mine too because I not done mine in like two years, mine. So
0: it's <laughs> uh, I think I hear my mom calling that day Jennifer. <laughs>
1: oh. <laughs> yeah. Um on that note, it's really important to be thinking how you are going to be dealing with burnout. It is a major cause. It does lead to stress issues and other mental health uh, concerns down the road. We know that um, health issues come because of diseases, various diseases. What is disease? It is dis-ease. We are not at ease. When we are not at ease, we get disease. Whether it's simple, Breathing issues, cardiac issues, cancer. We need to remember stress is a leading cause of so many different things in our life. It also leads us to being more sedentary and also eating more, which causes other um, health issues. And so as we're, we're trying to figure out what we can be doing, we need to really be removing those obstacles from our past, that we are going to be feeling better. So it is our hope that as you listen to this episode, you're really going to take some of these ideas to heart and you're going to be feeling better about the future than you did before you listened to this episode. On that note, this has been another episode of It's the Bottom Line That Matters. And until next time, here's to your success. Thanks so much for listening to another amazing episode of It's the Bottom Line That Matters podcast. We're all about helping the small business community grow and reaching as many people as we can. And the algorithms on the podcast programs love reviews. So if you loved what you just heard, consider leaving us a review. And even if you don't, I'm sure you already did, but consider sharing our episodes and our podcast with your friends and colleagues. Sharing is caring and here's to your success. Thanks so much and have a wonderful day.
0: It's the bottom line that matters.